0: Yes, of course. Burl Bearer. I've known a few writers who were rogues and vagabonds. And I'm Roger Moore. I didn't supply the microphone. Live from the gleaming, streamlined, state-of-the-art studios of OutlawRadioLive.com, nestled in our secret bunker somewhere in the Los Angeles area, the following program is produced brilliantly. Artistically, emphatically, by Magic Matt Allen on the Outlaw Radio Network. I am, dare I say it, the legendary Burl Bear. The man yes, right, yes, you man are. And right there, Howard Lapitas. Yes, I am. You
1: am. Yes, I am. You am. Yes, I am. Sam, I am. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I, I do like being nestled. I bet you do. I do. And nurtured.
0: <laughs> what does nestle mean? It means. Uh, Oh good, his bike isn't working. His bike thank isn't God, working, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Mark Boyle, our fact checker. You know, Labor Day weekend is a day of many traditions. Howard, is that right? Yeah, some people what? have picnics. Some people go to the state fair. Yeah. Some people rob jewelry manufacturing firms. Well, firm. happen. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I'd prefer the latter, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> if all the things you had to do, you'd rather rob a jewelry manufacturing firm. A, a a Labor, day, day a Labor Day
1: weekend or any long holiday. Any three-day weekend. Anything like that.
0: I am your man. It really ticks me off when we have three-day weekends and the banks are closed and you can't get any work done. Or guests for the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we could always get one. Especially now that he's retired and is not busy robbing the jewelry mentioned. He's become group. he's become
1: he's become a wheel on our, our wagon. A wheel on our wagon. Yes. Hey, you, Mr. Thief. <laughs> get off get off my cloud.
0: <laughs> hey, great rolling stones too. Hey yeah, you there, yes. pal. Just
1: a spoke
2: on a wheel. That's all.
1: Just a spoke. Yeah, but see see uh, you're, you're the same spoke as I am. So don't worry about it. Okay. You you we love you. We love you Yeah, How are you guys. Hi, you're a uh, spokesman
2: How's everybody?
0: Everybody's great. It's the holiday weekend and I was thinking on the way to the show today I bet when this first time thing, of year comes around yeah. when it's the holiday weekend you have your memories a yeah. Great Labor Day and three day holiday weekends in the past.
2: Um, there was nothing better than this. Um, we actually look forward toward the weekends and the uh, holidays. And that is it's because. Three day holidays. And, and when something like this happens, um, we used to align our, our strategies with the alarm signs. You know, with their, uh, with, their, uh, uh, with their schedules, and we used to coordinate the most massive attacks on diamond uh, firms, importers, uh, in, you know, importer-exported diamond firms, manufacturers, jewelry manufacturers, polishing, I mean, the whole, the whole shebang when it comes to the jewelry business.
0: That was the time. Now, you'd think that the, they would be prepared for this, that they know they're liable to be hit on a three-day weekend.
2: Uh, they're, they're, never gonna learn. <laughs> <laughs> they're never going to learn.
0: And they're happy not to learn.
2: Well, I mean, come on. Uh, you know, on Christmas, New Year's, Labor Day, Memorial Weekend, those were working days for me, you know? And uh, specifically because everybody has, you know, holidays on their mind. And look, last year, I believe that. Um, it was well. It's not last year. It's every year, a, a big heist. Uh, sure, place. New Year's Eve. Yeah, a couple
0: of years ago, the giant balls yeah. dropping at Times Square, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Lock a Safe Company, one of your old compatriots. Yeah. <laughs> How many millions so, was
2: that? It was six million dollars. Um, the way that was done was uh, this diamond firm is notorious, very well known for having bigger uh, and higher quality diamonds. Colored stones uh, like the red diamond, the blue diamond, the pink diamond. And, um, I mean, they go for like, you know, a million dollars a carat. Wow. Yeah. Bugs Bunny would love that. (laughs) Yeah, A lot of people don't know that it's like, you know, that it's got expensive. But, a million dollars a carat and up for, for, for these type of stones. And, um, uh, I, you know, I'm just happy to be on the show, bro, because, uh, you know, we always we spoke always about uh, what I did in the past, but nobody knows how far I went. How far did you went? Yeah, how far we went in life. Like, nobody knows this. Uh, they don't know the history behind it.
0: Well, give us the history.
2: Well, so, I mean, you, we've been working on this project for the past couple of uh, uh, months. And uh, it's 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 a very it's a happy project. Are you talking about a robbery? (laughs) I'm talking about robbery. Yeah. Well, if you're involved with Hollywood, it's a robbery.
1: (laughs) If you're involved
2: with Hollywood, it's a robbery. It's criminal. No, 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 not at all, not at all. No, no, no. I just love to talk about uh, the whole the whole enchilada. Like we talked about the crimes, but how about after the fact, the aftermath?
0: What happens after?
2: Well, I'm not that
0: person anymore. No, but when you were that person. Okay, you do... Let's say you just completed a a Labor Day weekend, multi-million dollar heist of a jewelry manufacturing firm in the Diamond District in New York City. Now what do you do? Now,
2: I'm going to enjoy my money a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, the same thing as getting a role for a Hollywood movie, you know? Same thing. same feeling. You know, you're excited. You have something to look forward to now, you know? Um, and there's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, don't you have to, like, put tags on all these things? And that's, make... the
2: hardest, that's the hardest part of the job is to separate all the, you know, the, the tags. And uh, you put them in your own envelopes and, and put your own tags on there, your own numbers and then we bring it to, to the store
0: so we can sell it. Now, doesn't, well, what about the guy who got robbed? Of course, he's happy because he's getting full retail value in like two he's weeks.
2: Right. Yeah, in this in this uh, situation, each and every time there was a heist that occurred, it uh, the, the person that owned the, the, the material, the stuff, was always compensated, 100%.
1: So to the uh, so insurance so uh, so insurance picked it up every nickel every dollar every penny. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's better than opening up your door.
2: Well, it's like selling your whole store in one day.
1: Yeah.
2: For you know retail. So the cash flow yeah, is great. Yeah, and uh, so but there wasn't you know mathematically there, there weren't that many heists compared to companies that these uh, com- that, that the security companies were collecting from. They're collecting from thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses, you know? And, and so a small percentage, you know, of this goes to us, for example. That doesn't hurt them at all. So they're happy. Well, everybody's happy. Come on. I mean, <laughs> this also, uh, we're advertising for them because now uh, people know they have to get insurance, so it was, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was like a trifecta. Did you Everybody ever sell was happy. your stow- the stones uh, back to the people you stole them from? What was that? Did you, yeah. ever, did you ever go in and sell some of the stolen
0: stones back to the dealers you stole them from?
2: Okay, you got to repeat that one okay, more time.
0: Okay, one more time. Did you ever take the stones that you stole from a firm and sell them back to them?
2: Yes. <laughs> all the time. I love it. That's just cool. all, all the time. They all
1: the time they was the answer. All the yeah. time.
2: Yeah, all the time. It's such a back-and-forth business. And girl uh, mm. knows the story that, from what I told him, that I used to steal uh, back the stuff, you know, back to my father. You know, I used to steal back from him the, the things because I wasn't getting paid uh, uh, as fast as I wanted to be. Oh, there was yeah. a good reason so you were, you, for that you, know you were doing
1: <laughs> inside the family job is that what you were doing
2: yeah I was feeling outside inside I was I was I was bad
1: wouldn't that uh, kind of tick off your dad
0: yeah
2: but he didn't he didn't figure it out he, had oh, I mean,
0: I, he in did way. he did he knew't no. don't, don't underestimate no. your father's perception I don't think you ever I... stole anything that he didn't know about.
2: I I doubt it. I doubt it because he used to spend so much cash uh, when when he's not working and, you know, when he got older, you know, we put him in the pasture, I mean, you know, just sit in the restaurant, relax, we'll talk to you later. And uh, he was just collecting, Uh, he was fine, I mean, the guy, you know, he was getting hit from everybody. He had money, but it just turned on him when he didn't have a crew anymore when I got arrested, And he got robbed a bunch
0: of times. Yeah, I remember I was uh, reading one time uh, that when you were away and your extended vacation in the uh, New York uh, Correctional Institutions, that that, uh, some of your former crew members almost beat your father to death. Yeah.
2: Yeah, very sad. That happened. Uh, They almost killed him. Um, but this happened uh, a few times in, in the story, and, uh, and it was always for, you know, financial gain. You know, it was always somebody that worked with us or knew us or, you know, a third party, and uh, they managed to uh, rob us because we weren't as secure as we thought, you know, well, why would we want to get secure? Because we're the ones robbing everybody, so, you know, it doesn't make... You, you understand how my father's thinking? I'm the guy that's robbing the whole entire Manhattan. What do I have to worry about? Who's going to rob me? They only found out. You know, but it was uh, a lot of bad guys everywhere.
0: Well, let's go back and good. talk about when you were five years old. Come the, on, The home tough. invasion.
2: Yeah, that was tough.
0: Tell, tell, tell our audience that may not be familiar with this story, because many people are hearing this show for the first time now that we're on iTunes and Google Play and everywhere else. Yeah. Tell the story of the uh, the home invasion.
2: Well, you know, after Manhattan, we moved to uh, a rural area in Fort Lee, New Jersey, that's right across the bridge, George Washington Bridge, very close to Manhattan, and we bought this beautiful house, it's like a uh, Tudor, a colonial house, beautiful, gorgeous house, on a, on a hill and um, we, we lived here it, 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 it was such a nice life for me growing up, you know, with a backyard and a uh, front porch and stuff so very different element than Central Park in the city and um, well, one night these two gentlemen, they uh, come to my parents for some coffee, I guess, you know and uh, they whip out a uh, 357 Magnum, you know, and they and they put them on the floor, but not before they, they got to me first. You're
0: five years That's old funny. you're in your room. They come in with a gun?
2: Yeah, I was sleeping. Uh, they excused themselves. They, you know, one, one gentleman, one, one, one robber, excused himself, uh, you know, to go to the bathroom and then grab me. And I was the tool that he used to get my parents to comply, you know, to get down on the floor so they can get tied up. And they were they were robbed for over a million dollars worth of jewelry and cash
0: and all kind of other stuff. Well, from <laughs> and, what I remember, they they put a three fifty seven to your head, carried you downstairs, and told your folks to get on the ground or they're going to kill you.
1: Yeah. 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 Is, is, that that, was, is, uh, the, is that a story that you really remember from being five years old, or that you were told over the years? Um,
2: well, I remember something happening. And then what I was told. Right. You understand? All these years. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, it's fresh. It's very fresh. I know how they look. And I remember the situation. Um, You know, I remember my parents uh, being put on the floor, my father especially. And I started crying. You know, it was just very emotional. Did your father
1: ever find out who these guys were? Of course. Tell us that part.
2: So I don't know. I don't know what happened after that. Well, I'll so tell you what, what my research shows is that... He knew because they worked for a construction company. One of the main guys was his manager, I guess, for one of the companies. And uh, he was outside playing lookout the whole entire time. And the way my father finds out is because uh, the guy was ticketed. He got a ticket. Ah. You know? And uh, so that's how he found out that this person was involved and. You know, my father put two and two together and he found out all the players. and He was just extremely shady. They were very
0: close friends to us. As you got try, you got to watch out for those close friends. Uh, from what I understand and, and from uh, doing my research on this, yeah. they, they tossed you to the floor because your dad managed to get free and jumped up and confronted them. Why they didn't shoot him, I don't know, but they threw you on the floor and they ran. And he had a, a pillowcase stuffed full of diamonds and jewelry, and your dad was chasing him, and the jewelry is falling out of the bag, out of the pillowcase, leaving a trail
2: all the way <laughs> across the park to... Towards the park, yeah, to park, yeah, Park. Yeah, this is, yeah, the true story. I mean, this is a big uh, scenario that happened in 1977. It was a front page uh, thing. Uh, cops were everywhere. This is like, the biggest thing that would happen in Lee, New Jersey, you know. And uh, all of a sudden you have all these Eastern European criminals chasing each other. You know, yeah, my father, uh, he went to get something uh, that was behind the fireplace when he, when he got untied, I guess. And he went for that item, and they obviously thought it was a gun or something, and they got scared because my father was not, you know, he wasn't, uh, uh, you know, he wasn't uh, a punk or anything like that. He was just compromised because they had me, you know. They had a gun to my head.
0: There's nothing more upsetting than seeing a gun to your five-year-old child's head.
2: Well, then, you know, the the situation changes, and that's how they got an upper hand. And uh, they made me or my mother or whoever get the jewelry, and, uh, you know, they they almost got away with it. But in the end, my mother is the one that got arrested because the police that were looking, they they seen a couple of the pieces of jewelry they were uh, wanted, I guess, right, for some crimes. And uh, so they charge her for possession of stolen property. And I remember a uh, really bad taste in my mouth, you know, being in a police precinct. That I remember very well, you know. Of all, of all the
0: strange things, I mean, here, I know the guy's names uh, Kardashian, uh, Kakila, or something like that. Uh,
1: Kardashian. Kardashian, yeah.
2: it's Kardashian, but it's Kardashian.
1: Ketila. So, but you say that you knew it was upsetting because your father knew these guys.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how did my father, he? Not, my, uh, my father bought the merchandise, or so he did a score with them a couple of months ago, or weeks ago, or something like that. They
0: were criminals. Yeah. Your uncle Paul told me that he says, "I didn't do any business with these guys, but if I, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't let them into my home." You, you know, he didn't trust them. Right. And, uh,
2: and uh, my uncle wasn't there. That you know, they waited for my uncle to leave. Obviously, he went to like Studio 54 or something. He took the car, and um, you know, so they waited for that opportunity, and they got to my parents. Now thought, that was like, go ahead. This was the second biggest. Uh, this was the second biggest robbery in my parents' life at that time. The first time was the NYPD in 1971 with the Viscaya, and now this. This is 1977. But it kept on going. You know, every couple of years we got we get robbed. Somehow, some way, they found a way to rob us. Especially when I wasn't in the picture.
0: Well, it was after this uh, event, uh, the the home invasion, where your mother was. Uh, they said, "Who who do all these these uh, diamonds and stuff that are scattered out here on the lawn?" Who do mm-hmm. they belong to? And your mom said, they belonged to, to my husband and, and myself. And mm-hmm. they thought it over, and so they arrested her. <laughs> Despite the fact she's saying, who who robbed them? Who came? They didn't go after Kardashian. They arrested your mom on suspicion of right. possession of stolen merchandise. Uh, nothing happened to her with that. Well, sense. I mean, you
2: know, my, my father was a criminal at, at that time, and he didn't call the cops and say, hey, steal and Kardashian, robbed me. You know, he was not a snitch. You wouldn't get very far in the criminal world if you did that. Yeah.
0: Okay? Yeah, he said he wanted to let it marinate, soak in his own juices. Sooner or later, the truth would come out. Tell us what happened, what you saw years later in Yugoslavia at Christmas when Mr. Buka comes to your father.
2: Oh, that wasn't in Yugoslavia. Where was that? That was in the Serbian church on uh, on 27th Street in Manhattan. Ah, but close, okay. Uh, the Trinity Church, that in Manhattan, it's a very uh, popular church that Nikola Tesla was part of, and the Serbian prince and all that. It, it burnt down. It was in the news uh, two years ago. That so, uh,
0: what bad. happened? When, uh, when did this guy come to your father?
2: He came there and they started, uh, literally, because his mm. daughter was sick. She had leukemia. She passed away, and he's you know, he said that, you know that God, you know, God did this to him because he crossed my father he crossed Mr. Stan, stand so he was a firm believer he was like look please forgive me because he has all this bad stuff happening to him in his life and he can't go on anymore and he was just begging him for forgiveness and my father forgave him but you what know? else could you do? he forgave him I mean exactly you know he was uh, my father was a bigger person he forgave him that first night you know
0: Well, you were in a similar situation years later when you were almost killed. We had you on the show one day, and you were talking about when you were kidnapped, wrapped up in duct tape, shot up in heroin, and tossed in a bathtub and robbed of over $3 million. Years later, two of the guys came to you begging your forgiveness. How crazy is that? I mean, it's like my father's
2: uh, story and my story are parallel. And, and, And this is why... You know, I mean, I get a kick out of telling my own story. I don't know how many people, you know, uh, you know, do that, but I swear to you, uh, I get a kick out of it each and every time I think of what I went through in my life, because there's so much more to this. You know, yeah, you're right. My father did retire. We did retire. We left. We left crime, and, and we left the country. Uh, we were five cats, you know. He sold a lot of property, and uh, unfortunately, a we war started in the uh, in, in the country that we were living and uh, we had to come back.
0: And when you came back, wowie zowie, you went went to work.
2: That's that's when the story starts, and that's you know, like how many people would love to have this, huh? And
0: there, there you like were, the you screenwriter's were... dream.
2: The screenwriter's what dream, you <laughs> know, to have uh, these uh, this uh, roller coaster ride. And it's, I mean, each event is mesmerizing and it's sensational at the same time. And didn't we solve a couple of, uh.
0: Yeah, we solved a couple of crimes last time you were on.
2: Yeah, there's so many. There's so many that, uh. that are named, that are my name is attached to it. Because I work with these people. uh, My father started in the 60s first like a lotus blossom like a flower and, and it just whoever was part of it they learned how to do this themselves and that's how you know it, it looked so big because it kept
0: expanding
2: oh it looked like it had you know four or five hundred members you know on paper
0: well that's what you say about the Pink Panthers saw on TV where it said it might be five hundred or six
2: hundred
0: and you said no there's five or six
2: No, <laughs> well, that's it that's it oh, it's, it's only a few of us and I know them all. And are we talking five or uh, six people? Mean,
1: five or six people, or five or six crews? Five or six? No, 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 five
2: or six people.
1: That's it. Okay. And when they just
0: hire people, it's just like doing a movie? No, you bring in that's the that's actors, that's and that's uh, what I did. I told you,
2: I'm the youngest and highest ranking member of whatever you want to call this. You want to call this the American Thing Panthers? Fine, you know. Uh, you want to call it the Mafia? Okay. You know, however you want to call it. What well, we did was spectacular, and uh, the authorities, they weren't ready for that, for this. And for this never to happen again, you know, they should study history. Because history always tends to repeat
1: itself. And speaking of repeating, we're, we're back on a holiday weekend. Let's let's yes, uh, chat are. about that for a second, okay? Sure. So you're in your day, you're approaching a holiday weekend. How do you gear up? What do you do? What what's your thoughts?
2: Well, I have at least I have at least four or five heist uh, jobs prepared uh, that I'm about to do for like Labor Day or something, and I would pick a, the best three. And if I can accomplish one heist a night, I'll do three. If I need to do one heist that's going to last three days, that's what we're going to do. Um, normally, we would we would gear up for these $100 million uh, insurance jobs, which involve a lot of gold and diamonds, and uh, these are major manufacturers in the United States of America, but the, the biggest. The largest. And we would uh, attack them. But every year, we were working on Labor Day or on a holiday weekend. This is like the, you know, Christmas, New Year's, hol- all major holidays. Very important.
0: You did a couple uh heists back-to-back, uh, about a block away from each other. They were both big, 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 like three floors or uh, enormous uh, safes inside of vaults. One of them is the, uh, is the one where something went wrong You had another, we did the show where the where diamond high school wrong where the information you had wasn't quite accurate and you burned into I know. I burned into the safe and burned up the money and burned up certificates and you had to go find a midget <laughs> <It's my laughs>
1: person. that would be a little person bro yeah, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. We, was how much this, time do we have uh, how much time we're good okay. So a okay. quick question: was this, was this a holiday
2: situation? Yeah, okay. yeah. This was actually Labor Day. All right. This was a Labor Day heist. Yeah. yeah. Go go for it. Yeah.
0: Tell us about it.
2: This was one of the biggest heists that we probably you know the hundred million dollar heist that we were doing now. We had ten of <laughs> these lined up. I I don't know what number we were on four five six you know but uh two of them were very close to each other uh by 14th Street in Manhattan. This is downtown. And uh, there's a Pier one import, so now you can imagine if that's the first floor, the second floor, and third floor is the jewelry uh, uh, manufacturer. So they're as big as the tier one imports. So we got in there.
1: So once, once inside, he, um, he could open the front of the vault from the inside uh, yeah. much easier than cracking the safe. Oh, of course. Of no, course. So, so so, how does somebody do that? Explain that. Stu- uh, how, how come I see these, uh, um, these stories about people that are stuck in safes?
2: Yeah, because they don't know how to open the door. I mean, it, uh, normally they're supposed to have uh, a device like a button that you press that's not going to lock you in the vault. That's number one. No, that's how they build them. I mean for the not you can open the back of the vault with a screwdriver you know or the Phillips or whatever and then there's there's ways of you uh, doing certain things turning certain dials in the back that will open the vault
1: and then and then you guys you get in from the front
2: and we would get in from the front obviously
1: yeah. and you got a break in the building yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, you say that like that's easy. So, was that easy?
2: Oh, that's, be, listen, the easiest part for me was to break into the building. That's the easiest part.
1: How do you, how uh, how do you break in into
2: it? As, pu- as a public
1: service to the audience, how do you break into a building?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, we use certain tools, you know, that uh, that could open the vault in many different ways. I could open it, like, let's say um, I could do it a, a, a few different ways. Right. I can I can put uh, a device. I could drill. have to use a drill, and I could I could drill through the dial, and then put a device. So I can see, uh, you know the 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 system from the inside, and I could uh, you know. Look, the, look the, the, the I, I know enough
1: downward. about. I, and our audience actually knows enough about you that they know you, you're a master safe cracker. No question. Yeah. Uh, are you a master break into
2: a building guy? Which was harder for I, you? No, 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 no. That's all the same thing. That's all the same. uh, If you could break into a building, you're breaking and entering that burglary. uh, I mean, that's part of the program. You need to know how to break into a building to go to break into a vault in the safe. I mean...
1: I understand that. But which one's easier?
2: Which one's easier? Uh, I think breaking into a building is easier.
1: Okay. So that, that particular building that we're talking about... On this holiday weekend that you used to uh, Slender Man. The we broke
2: into this building is I reversed, uh, okay, they have, like, a, a button that you press to open, a, a, like, a storage unit, like a, one of these uh, garages, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And all we did is reverse the wires. We opened the box and reverse the wires, and it opens. I mean, that's how we got in. We were inside the building like that. It was very simple.
1: Well, oh, you had Slender Man in the building already. Could he, was he helpful in getting you in, in
2: the building? Hold on a second. Slender Man, the thing guy you're
1: yeah, talking about? Yeah, I call him Slender Man now. And oh, yeah, that guy well, came he, later, did he?
2: We left, we and we went to go find him, and then we brought him back. And yeah, the building was not a problem because I told you it was uh, on the bottom floor was a Pure One Imports. So they were on the second and third floor in the jewelry company. It was called Goldman and Sons. For example, I just remember the name. Goldman and Sons. Uh, and um, and uh, there were specific ring manufacturers. Very big ring manufacturers. One of the largest in, in America. In the world, actually. What did
1: what they manufacture? Uh, what was it? Rings. Rings? rings. Yeah. 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 Now, Pier 1 is a two-story store, isn't it? Well,
2: um, the next story on top of them. We were, you know, the jewelry store was on top of, yeah, I guess, it, I don't know if it's yeah, it's probably two stories. Right. And high ceilings, you know, but it was on top of uh, uh, Pier 1. This is a big building in Manhattan. We're talking about, like, you know, a 40-story building.
1: understand. Keep going.
2: Yeah. And uh, so when we put the slender guy in, right, it was not a problem for... Uh, so I to tell him how to open the vault, that specific door, you know, how to open it so you could open the door. And once you open the door, my guys would go and, and uh, you know, start working on the safe that were inside. But I already made my money before that because there was safe outside of the vault that's in the diamond room that I was more interested in, the smaller safes, and... uh I would find a punch face, those type of shapes I could open in 15 seconds flat. 16 seconds flat. So there's many different types of faces uh, uh, and vaults, doors. You know, uh, if we don't go from the, if you don't go through the door, we're gonna go through the ceiling. If we don't go through the ceiling, we're gonna go to the floor. You know, if we don't go to the floor, we're gonna go to the wall. So, uh, there's many different ways of getting inside uh, a place. Now, i, I got
0: to ask you, it's not off-topic, but side-topic. In one of your highest, he you mentioned uh, you have to you know, jump from rooftop to rooftop, That you've got to go up 10 flights on fire escape in the dark to get to this particular place, and you pull out of your bag a BMW car jack, and you use the BMW car jack to jack open the uh, bars on the windows. He said mm-hmm. they spread mm-hmm. like string cheese. Why is the BMW jack better than a Chevy jack for that?
2: Well, a, well I, did, I had a BMW and my jack fits on the bars. Okay, jack, I guess. So I used to always buy BMW jacks. And uh, they, Sim- I mean, simple answer to a simple kidding.
1: question, bro. Yeah. yeah. It was his. Yeah. Okay. Back to the story.
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then those were the best. Uh, I guess. Uh, the jacks to the stretch bars. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know, the bars don't really do anything for me. I mean, the bars don't do anything for you? No. <laughs> it's like, it's not even there, you know, when you have the jacks. So it's like, it doesn't slow me down or anything. I expect that. That's all normal. You know? Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people that own these jewelry places, they were not expecting to get hit until... We started doing it a lot. And they were aware of, you know, what was going on. And then they prayed that they would be the ones that were getting... <laughs> it it. Hell well, yes. you, but
1: you you actually got in business with some of those guys that you were robbing.
2: I was in business with all of them. Okay. I was working on 47th Street. It's the world's largest diamond district in the world. Yep. There's nothing bigger than 47th Street. Correct. And, uh... I have hashed deals with people for millions of dollars and diamonds. They'll get it to me just like that. And that's
1: legitimate. No, I, I understand that street. I've got a jeweler on that street. He's in a high-rise uh-huh. on that street.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, both people that are on the high-rise, uh, what's his name? I probably hit
1: him. Uh, Paul, uh, uh, his last name just went out of my head. Uh, Doesn't matter.
2: I probably hit him. I probably got him. Yeah. You know, if you have a, you know, if you a diamond corporation or, or office or yeah, something.
1: Yeah, he had everything. He, he could recreate anything I saw in a magazine.
2: Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, I'm telling you, that, That's the place. You want to buy jewelry? That's where you go buy jewelry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you want bananas, you go to the banana store. jewelry is a 400 percent markup business. 400%? 400 percent. So. 400. So, so if I'm buying a ring. If I'm buying a ring for, uh, and I make, I'm going to make up an easy number just to do this, for a thousand dollars, what, the, what yeah. did that cost? What did that cost for the jeweler? If you're buying a
2: ring, yeah, I pay a thousand.
1: I pay thousand bucks. What did it cost him? Nothing.
2: It cost him, uh, I don't know, twenty bucks. Yeah, seriously? You know? Yeah. I am never
1: buying a piece of jewelry again. <laughs> don't, don't buy jewelry,
2: first of all. Don't ever buy jewelry unless you're buying it uh, for the, what it's worth. Yeah. And how, well, do you do, how do you know that? I,
1: I know that because I know I'm not buying it for what it's worth. So here's what I'm going to well, do: I'm not going to buy so you're it anymore. Buying
2: it for something that's jacked up 400. percent
1: I'm not going to do it. I'm not
2: buying it anymore. I'll never buy jewelry. I'll never buy jewelry.
1: Yeah. I tell that to my wife. <laughs>
2: It's, it's it's crazy it's crazy what people pay for jewelry and uh i'm shocked you know uh, and what they're buying and what they're buying i just can't believe it so i
1: shouldn't feel bad that you're hitting these jewelers because they're just sitting there no
2: they're thieves oh my god they're the biggest thieves in the world are you kidding me I'm supposed to be applauding and clapping me they're clapping for me are you kidding me they were the biggest thieves in the world they robbed me back. They robbed me right back. So you they, know, they, so back they still them, them, are. So they robbed me right back.
1: Is your business, know, and you're long out of it, okay? And the audience knows you're long out of that business. But is there somebody doing it now? Yeah, of course. So who's doing it? So you, you, and were there guys that were doing it when you were doing it? Oh my God!
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, like, it, 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 it it's people are still prostituting themselves. You know. It's the oldest uh, business in the world, you know? It's going to happen until the end of the day. People are always going to rob other people. They're always going to burglarize a company. They're always going to do it to themselves. They're always going to... uh, The biggest criminal is the person that's the owner. Those are the biggest criminals.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm learning that.
2: (laughs) Because they're stealing from people every single day uh, religiously you're not supposed to even be in the 400 percent mark of business okay?
1: well I, I, I can't imagine
2: that well I'm just saying that you can't put a tip on and have it and say yeah you're you're uh, you're you know you're spiritual but you're selling stones for 400 percent of the value well, you can't not, you know it's against the law uh, of every law to shoot uh, whatever law you want to say, you know you could sell it for uh, one and a half, you know, if I have something for hundred dollars, I could sell it to you for hundred fifty, for
1: two hundred fifty, but not for a thousand fifty. You know, you can't do that. That's, you know, it's not it's not good. It's not ethical. And no, people no yeah, just to, to stay on this for a second, just regular people that want to go buy a diamond ring have no clue as to what they're buying. Correct? they don't,
2: they don't know what they're buying. They're buying a piece of
1: glass. Yeah. You, so you can hear about uh, cut and uh, color and all that stuff is all crap.
2: Look, if you're buying a stone, they don't know if it was drilled. They don't know if it was filled. They don't know, you know, I mean, they, they, have, they have stones with carbon in it, and they know how to take out this carbon. They have diamond glue that they fill it with. They polish it off, and it looks amazing. And the casting, and they're like, oh, wow, look, you know. So unless it's, like, GIA certified, and you know it's GIA certified, ex- meaning that you bought it ex- yourself.
1: Explain GIA
2: certified. Uh, That's the Gemological Institute of America. Uh, It's the highest authority in rating for diamonds and for gemstones. I think 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 they
1: they issue certificates for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: I've got that. that. And that GIA certificate is extremely uh, important in the jewelry business. Uh, My father used the certificate that I was using for our store. Because I didn't graduate. I, I went to the school, but I was going to school because I was stealing in the building, in the Five Eighty Fifth <laughs> Avenue. And I was using my friend's uh, name that was going to school with me, and he graduated. So I used his name for my company because he said it was okay for me to do it. So we were certified by GIA. Uh, it's, a really, it's, a, it's the go-to company uh, to find out if you have a good stone or not.
1: I bet you had a lot of like, great stones. If I've got a stone, okay, let's pretend I, yeah. I've got a stone. Um, and I want to find out the value of it. What's the safest way for me to do that?
2: Um, you go to uh, Diamond Rappaport. And Rappaport is a company that has the diamond prices. Just they're in triple keys. So if it's 9000 you know it's only 3000 you get it? Actual price is three thousand.
1: So if they, if they if if they value it at nine thousand, it's really only three thousand. Nine thousand a carat. It's actually three thousand a carat. It, it,
2: it, 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 it's the the numbers are triple keyed on this uh, on this paper, and this is done for a reason so they can show customers, like people that are buying, you know, like this is the value of the diamond.
1: So I but I take the stone. Uh-huh. And I go to a, one of these, this place, and I want to know the value. How do they determine the value of that stone?
2: Okay. Uh, I'm going I'm to say it again. Yeah. You have to first get this sheet. It's called the Rappaport diamond Rappaport. Okay. On this diamond rock it tells you what your stone is, meaning if it's a carrot, how much it's going to be worth. Right. If it's a D-Flawless, if it's a VBS-1, B D 2 SI-1, SI-2, you know, you have certain scales for diamonds. So... Uh, this grading is on this paper and you can easily find your stone on there and how much it's worth. Usually, if it's under a carrot, it's not worth much. okay? If it's over a carrot, it's worth more. All right? Yeah, I'm following.
1: So, but do, I I tur- do I turn do like- I have to turn that stone over to a to somebody? Well, you have to give, give it to a jeweler so he can look at it with a loop. All right, I know. Do, do I, uh, should I be afraid I'm not going to get switched? Absolutely, you should be afraid. Of course. So how do you do it? How do you trust it? Oh, you have to go to a reputable jeweler. Oh, I'm, you're, but the way you're talking is that there is no such thing.
2: Well, you have, to, you have to find somebody in the district, obviously, you know. You have to get a relationship with somebody that's that's your friend, like a lawyer or a cop friend. Or, you know, um, how about a, a producer or a director friend? Same thing. You have to know people in the business. You have to know people in this business.
0: I've had uh, stone switch before.
2: Yeah, it happens all the time. Listen, you, a sucker's born every minute, okay? And in New York, they're working on a New York minute. So it's like uh, 56 seconds. It's faster than a minute. So they're, they're quick. They're going to be faster than you. They're going to switch that stone. They're gonna, if they see something nice and they can switch it, they're going to do it. You know, and they see a sucker, they're going to sell you something that's not worth it. Uh, you know, that, that's how it is. It's sad, but it's true. Um, now, the bigger criminals are the actual insurance companies, the ones that insure these jewelry stores.
0: Why, because they're asking exorbitant prices for the insurance? Because,
2: no, 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 because there was nobody robbing anybody until it was invented. That's true. Like the window breakers. Listen, you're going to buy our windows or you're or we'll not break a your business room. anymore. Or, or, what are you talking We have perfectly good windows. So they hire somebody to break your windows and now you got to buy their window. Okay? Mm-hmm. And in New York, that's how they work. The garbage business works like that. Uh, any business in New York that has a union behind it works in that type of way.
0: So if you don't buy the insurance, you get robbed. If you do buy the insurance, you get robbed, well, you, that's okay, good. Listen, watch this. If you don't
2: <laughs> buy the insurance, your name gets put in a pot that goes to the mob. So it's green light. you got a green light on you. I know now that you don't have insurance, so you're not insured. So now I could send MoMA to your place... And you can't press any buttons, you can't do anything because nobody's coming, buddy. You're not paying insurance. You don't have protection. But the mob, same thing. That's how the mob works. So the mob and the insurance company do exactly the same thing. Not the exact same thing, but I mean the same system, same same mob. Uh, what, uh, what, what time we got? Are
0: we
1: already it's, up? It's, are we up? Howard. Uh, yeah, I, I, we're close to finished, I guess, so ask, ask our producer. Are we done? Are we done? We're done. That's no. the fastest. 20,
0: 20, 20. I don't know. Uh, who, who, yeah. has a, who has a uh, cell phone? Oh, I know Howard, I know Howard oh, does. 10. Yeah, I put it away. It's yeah. 2.52? No, we minute. 10 minutes. 10
2: minutes.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to bring him down. He just yak, 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 yak. Okay. Uh, so 2.52. No, you got about uh, four more minutes. Okay. This thing is off uh, in here. Uh, all right. Good. H- hence good. the reason, Burl was uh, was sort of inquiring. Yes.
2: Yeah. All right, Burl. Uh, <laughs> Thank Howard, you, uh, Mark. Uh, <laughs> Thank please you. continue. Yes. We Mark, will. Mark has. Such a golden <laughs> Sorry voice. about that. It's such a golden radio voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt,
0: <laughs> you hear that? You got a golden radio voice, Matt. Yeah. You know? what, what shall I do with it? <laughs> I got a suggestion. Don't, don't answer, answer that. <laughs> you got a velvet throat. You
2: got a good money maker there. I'm telling you. Tell a story.
0: It's oh, amazing. You Thank you, buddy.
2: <laughs> you got it.
0: So it's a Labor Day weekend. You're sitting home on a Labor Day weekend, and you're not robbing anybody. Does that feel strange?
2: It's so bad. It's so, I mean, I feel, yeah, I feel strange.
1: Yeah, but because you got all those synapses in your brain. How will you find out what happened this weekend? Will you find out before it's in the news, or would you have to read a newspaper?
2: No, I usually read in the newspaper. Find it in papers or online or something. Yeah. Did I have all those the search words? Uh, You know, I entered them in my thing. So I wait for for
1: them. For instance, what could our audience do?
0: Yeah. Excuse me. If if I was going to search on who's getting robbed this weekend, what search terms do I use? Heist diamond.
2: Oh yeah, diamond heist. Heist. You know. And panthers. Heist. You know, like that. now, are there fewer heists Probably, since you retired? Diamond high, jewelry high, you know, anything like that, or a safe opening, like uh, any kind of vault or safe that's open. This is why I always tell you, in those years that I was working, uh, only you know those years, uh, it was like three sets of those years, and uh, that's why I'm taking, uh, I'm claiming everything, because they had to be part of me.
0: Now, could you stop this? Could it, you?
2: Or I, could... It, or I was in the car, being a lookout, or somehow some way I was getting paid or, or I had my hand involved in there. In, in, uh...
0: Okay, here's an important last question for you, Punch. Okay. My theory is if you can't rob them, no one can. You could probably be the world's best security expert.
2: Well, yeah, if I get paid to, to uh, secure somebody, they'll have the best uh, security in the world. They'll, they'll be safe. Put it that way. They could sleep nicely at night. Nothing will
1: happen to them. What's, what's the first thing you do? The first thing that I do? Well, let's say uh, I, I came to you and said, "Yeah, I've got a, a massive warehouse full of uh, diamonds and jewels, etc." And I'm coming to you to secure me. What do you
2: do? Well, we're gonna put all your stuff in a vault, in a secure vault that nobody can get to. You mean that I can't get
1: to? <laughs> so those
2: I so, can't get to it. Nobody can. So they gonna so, be all right. so they, they exist.
1: Could. The vault, those vaults yeah, that you can't get into, exist. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's ways. there's way. If I can secure a place, and I tell you how to do it, you are hundred million percent secure. I mean, I could do this for the president of the United States of America. Seriously. All right. Like, I'm not. I'm not joking
0: when it comes to this. Well, you know the. Yeah. Uh, uh, remember when they, some guy got into the White House or got on the grounds and he's got how did how did that happen? That's because they had ADT with providing the security, and anytime anybody moved, it went, it drove everybody nuts, so they turned the alarms off. Okay, this time I really mean it. <laughs> Thanks
1: so much for joining. Hey, Pancho, as always, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure talking to you. We'll do this again. Thanks oh, a lot. Thank you. Hey, bro, I'm on. Yeah. What's next? Magic Ben Allen of the Demons of Decatur is live with the Lighting <laughs> Up Lounge.
0: When in the morning, love, The sunlight hurts my eyes.